Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome back to our 13th episode of the Banter Show. Show about football, everything football related. And here I am with, you know, well, might be a bit of an emotional episode because this could be the last time I'm doing this. But here I am with the co-host, Mr. Twenga Selinga, who might be living, oh, uh, will be leaving us. Whether or not he's on the show again, we'll see, yeah. but... Thanks, bro. What's up? Away, away. I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Um, so I'll be relocating, but you never know what these virtual things and the internet, you know, could still make an appearance every now and again. Exactly. So we'll never say never to that one. Um, but yeah, man, it's always good to be here. Hey, bro, we'll make a plan. Somehow you'll be back here again. <laughs> Away, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> but my. F- uh, uh joining us today well we're not with the usual uh cast and everyone uh phase and everyone else just because life happens but joining us today is a man who's been dying to be a uh, uh <laughs> captain of one of the best teams in South African Pro Club League if you don't know what that is please check it out one of the best things for anyone who's gaming out there playing FIFA uh Mr. Mr. Artemis himself probably the best defensive midfielder in the league the very nice <laughs> himself Mr. Akil Rakal what's up bro I'm good bro I'm good I'm good uh, pleasure see that pleasure introduction ah uh, bro I love it I love it that's probably the best introduction <laughs> I ever got <laughs> I, I think that's the, the most honourable guest we've ever had yeah hey, bro <laughs> this man does business oh, man he's one of the best out there on virtual on FIFA mm. <laughs> Uh, you know, we try, we try, you know, like replicate it on on real life as well, but it's not as good, bro. Yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do the running I do on FIFA in real life, right now. <laughs> I ain't got that anymore. You saying you can't give those long balls anymore? On, in real no, life. those long balls, but to run like a madman and press, no, I can't do that anymore. Hi, <laughs> bro. Be with you, man. You know, like just to jump in, first thing, you know, um, let's begin with actually this team I thought this would be a good one to begin uh, it may lo- it may look like a a new beginning for this team Manchester United obviously against Whitehead <laughs> this weekend Akil bro I know you've had a lot of things to say about uh, your manager maybe the team in as a whole I'm sure you probably have heard what we've said in the past like on, pre- did, on previous did. episodes <laughs> but what do you have to say bro Later it out bro one a year <laughs> Hey, bro, it's going to be long, it's going to be long, but I'll try, you know, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you start, actually? You know, with Oli, it's been mostly disappointment for me. Because uh, when he was appointed, I wasn't very happy when Jose got out. So it didn't work with Moise, didn't, uh, didn't work with Van Gaal, now with uh, Mourinho. So three mistakes in a row. I thought, like, you know what, now maybe it's time for change. Maybe this time they're going to get it right. Mm. Ole is an interim. Uh, they bring back Mike Phelan. Uh, I think McKenna joined. The goalkeeping coach from Jose State, he was there. Um, who else was there? Michael Carrick also joined. It was maybe like, you know, you'd say like an average coaching team. You didn't expect big things. When people like uh, Laura Blanc was out there, Leonardo Jardim was out there. Mauricio Pochettino was out there. Mm. Those were people you could get at that time. But now we decided to stick with Oli. 
lucky game against PSG. We played that game once. Nine times out of ten, PSG would have whacked us. Four, three, five, whatever. We just got lucky that one game. GG Buffon dropping out balls, whatever, whatever it was. Mm. You move on to the next season. The man gets a transfer window, decides to bring on Maguire. Okay, that's the first mistake. I'm going to get back to it. Man <laughs> in one bisak. Okay, not too bad. You know, we needed a right back at that point. It was good. Yeah. Then you bring out Daniel James because some some retard from Wales named Ryan Giggs told you he's good. You buy James, a man who can only run and press. He runs like a headless chicken. Has no technique as a winger. I don't know why we're signing him. United have always been known to have like, you know, good, fast, free-flowing, attacking, technical wingers. Bruh, I wonder if Nani was watching him play and was like maybe puking, bruh. Like, nah, that guy, you get the ball and just cross. This hasn't been United. Then you buy Maguire. That's the first mistake. Ole came out and said, when the season started, you know, I want my team to run, outrun everyone else in the team. We're going to play a high line. My two fullbacks will be flying up and down. So if you listen, if you listen to all of that, you'll be like, mm, okay, two fullbacks up high, maybe one DM sitting, maybe two DM sitting. And you probably be feeling, okay, you got to have maybe somehow one centre-back that's false in there. You know who's going to maybe try cover for one of the fullbacks if they go up. Koulibaly is out there for grabs. Fabrizio Romano tweeted at the time he was available. We bought Maguire for 80 million. I think Koulibaly was available for 95. Mm. Much better centre-back. Physical, can read the game. Is actually far. But yeah. now, we decided to go for Maguire because he's British and all of that. And from there on, it was like just a beginning of mistakes and mistakes and mistakes. Probably the only good thing that he did right, Ollie, was getting Bruno Fernandes in. Because when he came in, mentality changed. Mm. Put a new life and soul into the club. Then obviously we got Sancho, Varane, Ronaldo. But for a manager like that, I only got negative things to say, but only got negative things to say. Yeah. It's <laughs> tough, man. It's tough. There's really like <laughs> not much you can add to that, bro. It's tough. And I think we've also like dissected United for weeks. Like I, even on my side, there's really nothing much new I can add. Uh, but let me ask you this, Akil, since we've got a, so we can get a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You in the situation that you're in now. Yeah. You can't go back. Um, okay, I think everybody pretty much agrees now it's not working. What 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 would be your solution as the way forward? Oli gets fired, who comes in? What's the plan? <sighs> I, bro, we've had the international break to get rid of him, but it just showed that this club backs him, the board backs him, they may be using him like to protect themselves. So I don't know if they're really waiting to get someone that's really gonna fit the club. Because mm. From what we've heard and read lately, bringing in Conte was not going to work because free at the back, not United style, blah, blah, blah. He'll demand but, but, too much. But what would you do, though? We know he's going to stay, but what would you do? Let's say you could fire him now. What would you do? Would you bring him in? What direction would you look to go? I, bro, if I could fire him right now, he'd be dead either ways. I would not just want to fire him. This man would be dead, bro. <laughs> I'd get rid of him. 
and first thing said first thing i'd do is obviously maybe get edward without as well <laughs> isn't he out already he's not he's not he's not he said he was going to be out then it it kept dragging on it was going to be this end of year now it kept dragging yeah. on it's going to be april next year and it's going to be it's i'm telling you it's going to keep getting dragged on again this man is going to stay at this club but yeah get rid of edward wood bringing in like maybe you know proper directors of football that actually know ball actually mm. can scout talents can actually level up this club take this club to another level back to where it should be but getting rid of ole i'd probably bring in no i had my doubts on zidane but i seriously think right now the man to bring in is probably ralph ralph rangnick for now mm. until the end of the season I've yeah. known this guy. I, I won't say it, like I've known this guy like forever or whatever. I yeah. remember this guy from Schalke when United played them in the semi-finals. I think it was 2011. He was coach at Schalke at that time, I think. So I know him from there. But obviously then I didn't really like keep an eye on him. And then obviously when it these things came up that you know United may be looking at him. I've seen what he's done. You know he's been staying in another country and being sporting director for two clubs at the same time. That it was a full for Leipzig and then Salzburg both at the same time he managed both clubs at the same time and took them to another levels that's where your likes of Haaland came up um Keita mm. you've got Hans uh, someone called Krampel as well from there Sabitzer oh, yeah, yeah. all those players came through and he was the one that initiated that movement so for me personally get rid of Oli bring in that man till the end of the season and then at the end of the season you get Ten Hag from Ajax. Bro, I've been saying that. Yeah. yeah. I also I also think Ten Hag is is the approach you want to take man, someone with a a nice philosophy, someone who yeah. um, like a modern, you know, modern style of play, good with young talent as well. You get him in and a good director of football, yeah, man, you're a for away. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where United can actually start building up for the future as well. And also um Akil, I actually have one question for you as well. And this Go question on. has been asked uh, on previous previous episodes and you know like we've like we've had arguments about this question but I wanted to ask do you think it was a, a good move for United to go and get Ronaldo back? Um I'm I know I'm going to cause divided opinions on this but mm. I'm still 50-50 on this actually. I'm not I'm happy he's back obviously because you know my childhood hero yeah, whenever yeah. I was a kid yeah, you know yeah. I'd always be like taking his stance on free kicks trying to mm. do everything like him. He's been my childhood hero but obviously I'm not going to disrespect the man cuz I don't know any footballers I don't think any other kid would be doing what he's doing right now at 36 37. I don't think there'll be anyone true. else. But as a, but as a as a as a team, obviously, do you think it yeah. was a good move? The thing I'm getting to is United's plan, as we know, Fabrizio Romano also said it. Was to get Sancho, yes, we mm. got him. But the next plan was to get Haaland as well, for him to be the leading number nine for the for the years to come. Yeah, we were interested in him. We didn't get him because we showed him Old Trafford, we showed him Carrington all around, 
I think his parents and himself he wasn't too happy about the project so he moved to Dortmund oh, instead. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't too happy about that. But then United was still in, interested. But now by bringing in Ronaldo, Ronaldo is not going to go next season. He's still going to have something left in him and he's yeah. not going to he's not going to sit bench. So now what do you do? Do you get Haaland still? Because next season it's going to be a race to get Haaland. We know Madrid is going to pro- probably going to get Mbappe. City as well wants Haaland. And you know, speaking of Haaland, I always felt like he would go to United because yeah. Ollie's the guy who discovered him. Yeah. Yep. Ollie's knew about Haaland before any of us, and I always thought that he was going to take him with. And I don't know; it didn't happen for some reason. But yeah, my thing is getting in Ronaldo now is maybe. It's gonna cause maybe it's gonna be beneficial for us right yeah, now for this now. season. Right now, but in the long run, I don't think it's gonna be a good thing. I don't think so. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. I mean, I also said the same thing. I got a few backlashes from one of the guys who's actually on like a regular on the show. Like, yeah, I think Ronaldo is a solution for now, which mm. I don't think is good for United because United they also at the point where Liverpool was a few when Klopp arrived. We were singing all the say, okay, we're gonna go get Marco Royce, who you manage already. Go get this, like you know, like you have a project, you have to stick to that project. And I actually do think, although even people listening to this might, you know, take my head off after what I'm about to say, I also do think United last season was kind of looked like they were moving to the right direction. And when Ronaldo suddenly appeared on the market and they jumped on get him mm-hmm. I'm not saying Ronaldo is at fault for what's happening at United of course he's not he's actually keeping you guys afloat but I'm saying just getting him to come back was I think for me it felt like a reaction there was no plan it's just a reaction to what was happening around and it kind of yep. got you guys to regress because you guys were actually moving forward at the style what Ronaldo brings in yes he brings goals but he also brings a lot of the stability like there's no it's not stable anymore like you don't yeah. know what to do with it. Remember the, their philosophy that they said it was to bring in young talent. That was what yeah. the project was, and that's what they were doing. I mean, exactly. with all the guys, it's the young best players in the world, and then Ronaldo kind of doesn't fit the mold of what they were signing. Yeah. So now it's a bit of a yeah, it's a situation now. Huh? It's a sticky situation. Yeah. He's not going but to win. Just to touch on, on that, I think United, the way they were going, like you guys are saying, you know, when the season started, I know it was the first game against Leeds, but I really liked how Greenwood was playing as a nine. Mm, yeah. Because he, he was pressing, he's mobile, he gives you what... what you, obviously, in like games against like the Liverpools, the cities, mm. where the defense are like tight and, you know, you got experienced defenders against you. Obviously, he's going to take his time to learn the trade. But... Yeah. Maybe, okay, someone would argue as well. I think personally, the best option would have been to stick with Greenwood and Cavani and rotate between them. But now when you see Cavani still gets injured from here and there, so you can't only depend on Greenwood. So maybe, yes, they were right on getting Ronaldo, but I think now next season... It's it's funny you say it, Akil, because off air, me and Hans have had this discussion where if you look at your front four of last season... When yeah. I say for Rashford, um, Greenwood, um, Cavani. Cavani, and Bruno, 
yeah as a unit like we felt like that front four was functioning better than what you guys have now yeah even statistically i mean everyone was scoring last season it's like all of those guys were scoring and it's now all of a sudden it's like everything is pinned on ronaldo jointed yeah you yeah. know who knows taken here to like take some of his game you know tone down some of his game he can't play the same way he was playing last season rashford can't play the same way greenwood can't play the same way so it's like oh i feel like ronaldo kind of created a bit of a headache in there but i mean he but is I'm... obviously ronaldo so yeah yeah still give the goal coming back to that point where you know now next season when you look at it i'm not sure but i'm pretty confident liverpool is going to be in the race for haland yeah um city is definitely going to be in the race for haland if they're interested it definitely will be because you can see they're not even definitely the yes. yeah yeah they definitely going to be psg by losing mbappe obviously they'd want another you know like big star summer signing coming in yeah so that'd be that'd be a choice and madrid actually from getting mbappe for free might have money as well to spend might on Haaland definitely will have money because they had like 200 mil recently and yeah they went yeah. to go from Mbappe mm. so you know now the race is even tighter and Haaland as well with that you know scumbag of an agent Mino Royola who loves money yeah. so whoever's going to bid first give him more agent fees more percentage that's For where that he's going to go I think Liverpool will be out I don't think Liverpool would even yeah play. because of the agent yeah. yeah also yeah, yeah. we wouldn't mess with that guy we, we won't get involved that guy but you know it's yeah that's that's the tough bit about you know being a United fan right now a set of fans who definitely are jumping and being joyful at the moment Chelsea um, oh yes tough tough game for them coming up this weekend at Um, they're going to the King Power against Leicester. Um, lads, let me start with you, Twenga. Like we've said, it. You know, Chelsea is not even looking. They're not as great, but it's just that I think they will win the league because of the amount of stupid shit Liverpool and City are doing around. <laughs> like, I don't know how you feel, bro, but that's what I think. If they win the league, it's because of that. Yeah, but they oh, they just look like a, a proper machine at the moment that is yeah. nicely well oiled. They're not playing like to the level that we know up points. Yeah. Yeah, the levels that City and Liverpool can play for me are higher, but we're not being anywhere near as consistent as no what like Chelsea give you a solid 8 out of 10 every week. That's the bare minimum you're going to get from that team. So yeah, man. So for them it's hard for me to to bet against them and then you've got list on the other hand where you don't know what you're going to get yeah could, that's what i was going to say there's more performance you could get a worldy performance you just really never know with lester but then yeah i trust brendan to you know pull something out of the hat for us yeah and um i saw i watched lester against arsenal last weekend I'm, i mean not last weekend two weekends before well, two weeks ago Yeah. They they lost the game, sure, but they were very, they look good. I mean, they they as soon as they considered and stuff, they put pressure, yeah. hella pressure on Arsenal. Like Arsenal yeah. basically sat and just defended their way to the win. I mean, that just shows that they're not a, a, a shit team anymore. 
just a mid-table team. Do not to worry about. And I think they will give give Chelsea problems, depending on which Leicester obviously does show up on the day. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, man. Leicester can play football. Even on a bad day, they can play yeah. football. But just be like you say, if they concede against Chelsea, it's probably game over, bro. You concede no, no, early done. against Chelsea, <laughs> it's probably a wrap. If they can yeah. sit back and just soak up pressure the whole game, that's exactly what they'll do. No, it's done. Their defense is just unbelievable, bro. Like, yeah. They don't give you a sniff. Yeah, it's impeccable. Is Lukaku yeah. back this weekend? That's a good question, eh? <laughs> I um, hope he is, bro. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe that might be the only glimmer of hope. Yeah. That, yeah, but I think like Faze was saying that that team kind of gives you a chance with Lukaku in it, bro. Yeah, he's right. I think he was right because yeah, I don't know what you but, think, Akil. That they they seem weaker with Lukaku in that team. Chelsea seem weaker with Lukaku. Or without Lukaku. Yeah, like in in recent weeks, they've like when I watched them without Lukaku, they looked they looked dangerous. Like I don't know if you mm. get watched a game against Norwich, like they were running. I did, I did, okay, I then did. Again, did. Yeah, then again, it's, it's maybe it could be because there's Norwich, and even like the game they drew lot two weeks ago against Burnley, like they created a hell of a lot of chances. They should have easily won that game, yeah. but they weren't clinical, like, surprisingly. But they seem as a team in terms of how they're operating without Lukaku. They, uh, they just seem more dangerous because they're all all over the place. That all the tech just is in free roam. Like you don't know who's playing where, and they're yeah. just running all over the place. I just think with Chelsea, man, like the way that they play is obviously, like you guys were talking about levels. How you know City plays and Liverpool. Let's be clear, City beat United a few weeks back in second gear. Mm. They didn't even reach first gear. They Liverpool were just toying with United. Yeah, Liverpool as well. Played till the first half, second half, just, you know what, you know what, let's just keep energy, let's just pass the ball yeah. around. Yeah. And we don't care about United anymore. But with Chelsea, what I think I see is, I don't know if you noticed, but like when Liverpool also won the league and City won the league, you get that thing that you call like champions luck. Uh, you know, like those yeah. sketchy one deal wins. Those sketchy one wins, those yeah. dirty, dirty wins where like you scored one, but then against Brentford, you score one, but then you get better, and then Mendy pulls out save after save after save after save after save. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just one of those, bro. And I've actually heard Chelsea as my favorite this season, but then obviously, as soon as I watched Liverpool pick up form again and City, I was like, you know what, maybe it's going to be a lot tighter than I thought, but I think yeah. Chelsea's going to go the way through because one thing is they've got the squad. The way they play, they won't change it facing anyone else. They're just going to keep on playing mm. the same way. Yeah. And we saw that even without Lukaku, their key striker, they've actually been, like Han said, playing even better. So maybe if they get like a few injuries, like I think Liverpool got a few injuries now, right? Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, we're going to people out. So yeah, unless they get like major injuries, I think nothing is going to come in the way between Chelsea and the title. Mm. And the scary part about Chelsea is that they have, of all the teams in the Prem, they have the most amount of different scorers. Like, yep. it's insane. Their wingbacks, centre mids. Yeah, everyone just scores. Like, everyone just shows up and scores. Like, they don't need... They, like, they, they've shown in recent weeks they don't actually need Lukaku up. They, I want him, yeah. 
yeah they're not relying on it so it's it's insane man it's crazy and moving on to also another challenger uh city i think they're going to oh actually they're hosting they're hosting everton at the atl i think that's going to be comfortable for city i don't know about you guys yeah man. hey every week i pray city lose bro <laughs> 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 week, i kind of look where the can come from for the opposition bro but it's gonna be tough <laughs> for everything it's gonna be tough bro it's gonna be tough i don't know if, yeah. if i don't know man if rafa can pull off something but it's i not think at goodison at goodison everything would have the, i just like they I, i don't see anything from everything there's no substance from everything yet like i haven't even heard of them in the media no one talks about them like where's calvert lewin this season bro Bro, no way to be seen. The man was on fire last season. Yeah. Isn't he injured as well? And he was injured, yeah, but I'm not sure if he's back yet or what's happening. Yeah. Also not sure if he's back, but I don't know, man. Everton, they, I mean, Everton is one of those teams that, you know, when they show up, they can be a real nuisance. Yeah. Especially against exactly. us. They can be a real... But all of that usually just happens at, at Goodison, not away from home. Away from home, they, they pretty much shit all the time. Yes, you never know bro Crystal Palace City you know something like that might just happen yeah, but Palace here. is good though in comparison to Everton Paris is yeah, no, yeah this is oh, Palace have something yeah. about them bro like yeah. the, this season there's something about that Palace team yeah something there's a buzz there's something happening there because they could have beaten us I don't know if you remember they could have I remember that game clearly bro they could have they could have beaten us yeah or like flattered them Yeah. I know someone people are going to fight me but <laughs> Vieira better than Ole. Definitely. From what I've opinion. seen so far. Definitely. I'll be with you. From what I've seen. Cuz I'll, I'll be honest, eh? 2019, okay, mid-season. From then 2019, 2020, now 2021. As me as a United fan, aren't you come and ask me, like, yo, what type of football does United play? Shit, I don't even know what kind of football we're playing. Is it is it possession? Is it counter-attack? Is it free-flowing attacking football possession? I don't even know what we're playing. It's just I like, you know, I think counter-attack. It's basically sit back, soak up the pressure and then hit teams. But it was well season. What is that's it? What now? Saw, yeah. Yeah, that's what I saw from United. Sit back, give it to Bruno and then, you know, let those guys figure it out there at the top. Yeah, and this isn't it got even worse this isn't it feels like Bruno to CR7 inshallah that's what it feels like <laughs> but the problem is now he's trying to play higher up the pitch and you can't play higher yeah. up the pitch you don't know what you're doing with Maguire in exactly. defense bro. get exposed I wonder you know when I watch you know on YouTube you watch like or maybe on Instagram you watch like Barcelona training sessions like little clips of that yeah <laughs> and, and you see their rondos Bro, there's actually like 30, 40 passes in a row without yeah, losing. Yeah. Yeah. When I watch United's one, it's maybe 10, 15 and then bro, the ball is lost. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I've seen it also. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> and if we're going to talk about that, let me not come to Fred and McTominay. Oh, I'm going to say bad things. I'd rather keep that for another time. Uh, man. Uh, Let's, um, yeah, sticking on where we were, uh, Spurs and Leeds. You think Conte's uh, 
get his first win against Leeds. Mm. Against Marcelo. Yeah, that depends on Leeds if he's gonna get his first win because Leeds is wild draw. Yeah. And Rafinha looks very, very dangerous, bro. That kid is he's something else. He's something. Dude, I think with Conte, bro. He's gonna soak up the pressure. You know how Leeds like to play open, wide, aggressive, pushing up high. I think against Conte you can do that because he's waiting to yeah. hit you on the counter. And with people like Son, Kane, Mura, yeah, it's and it's it, going it, to it work under Mourinho. Eh? If if, mm. if, if, if if he sets back, then he has a better chance. But if he tries to take on Leeds, I don't think that Tottenham. No, can no, no, no. Yeah, I think they can do that. You know, I don't think by- he knows this team well enough to do it. Look, he's only been there for, like, you know, two weeks and some of the players left in for international duties and stuff. Like, I don't even think he's he knows his base team yet. So, I don't think he will try and out-tactic Bielsa yet. Like, he'll probably just, yeah. you know, just sit and just eat play him on safe. the ground. He probably, yeah, play it safe, basically. That's the best move. Right? It's very hard to predict Tottenham right now because yeah, we don't even know what to expect yet. Yeah, because I mean that game against Everton two weeks ago was dead, bro. Like I was like, whoa, yeah. no way, this is nonsense. Your open conference game. Hmm. Mm, yeah. So open, Brad. Believe it. To like, I didn't even know the team they were playing against, <laughs> but they were open, like open, open, open. So if they go against Leeds and try to do that, they make smoked and that's that's a sad because like they have like a like Spurs as a really bad defense I don't know if yo bro they have a shit defense <laughs> shit center backs shit full backs shit keeper yo like who's their keeper Loris Loris but it tells you it tells you what you need to to know if United beat them 3-0 then you know yeah they're horrible but again that was under another regime now it's a new one mm. and I think it's all got to do also with morale if they yeah. can be uplifted by the changing manager because I think they they've got decent players there especially in the attacking side of the game but it's like they haven't been playing to their potential um, just a question hasn't like uh, Hoiberg been one of the like the best DMs for a while like last season amongst the best Ranking Ooh, like from tag. I like yeah. him. Yeah, I like him as well. I fancy that guy. For me, he's For been me, one he's of the most solid players. So, yeah, he's the best yeah. midfield in that team, obviously. So, nothing close to it. They still have people like Wings, bro. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then uh, and Dom Bailey as well. Yeah. Very. I, I don't Dom know. What... I like Dom Bailey. I don't, I don't See, know. the thing with is he's very technical, but like the work rate, I don't mm. think will suit, yeah. will suit company. And he's oh, very comfortable. I don't know if you guys saw that, like he's, he's, he can't go past 60 minutes in a game. Yeah. And he looks mm. overweight, he looks over, but the guy's very good, right? Like, yeah, technically, yeah. Right. I saw a post lately about um, Conte, like, you know, banning uh, mayonnaise, ketchup, <laughs> juice, <laughs> all of that. I couldn't even believe that they were drinking cool drink and eating bro, pizza. Like, mayonnaise of all things, bro. You know how dangerous club. <laughs> but these men are having mayonnaise, bro. How the hell do you guys have mayonnaise? You're playing professional football, bro. Eating hey, pizzas, bro. Ebonese. 
Did you see that but, thing when, when Mourinho was taking Dombele to the drug in the park when it was peak COVID and he got a Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, nah. Man tries everything. There's, there's football mm-hmm. players like that, which, you know, me, you, Hans, or, you know, we'd give everything to be in their shoes. I think of players like Dele Ali, uh, Usman Dembele. Bruh, this this meme about Dembele, every time he gets injured, he gets to see a new manager the next time he comes back. <laughs> yeah. This is bad, bruh. Like, how can, you, how can you get injured like that, bruh? Oh. <laughs> I don't get it, bruh. Like, it's... You know, if you're playing professional football, bro, like, it's... Like, it's so difficult to play professional football that like, literally... There's so many kids, like thousands and thousands of kids who get into academies yeah, and and only a handful of them make it to the pro level. Like if you took one if you're taking one academy in particular, for example, this Tikla Masia, like at nine years old, there's so many kids that come through and the likelihood that at least four of them will get into the first team is very like it's very little. Like maybe two of them will get into the first team. So most of them will get loaned out, player at the lower level so for me if, if you get to that point that level and you can't look after your body it's just it doesn't make any sense you, you have so much you're earning so much money and people say okay but you don't always play for the money but that's the biggest the biggest inspiration as to why people kill themselves in academy to get to that point because you're earning exactly like but three think- years four years of playing there it's 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 like it's life-changing basically but you know, I think that's what kills them too, man. When some people yeah. they get and then ah, feet up and they rest, bro. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Also. Get that big. You know contract. who I think about? It's it's Neymar. This guy should have at least won two Ballon d'Ors by now. At least, at least one or two. At least. Got comfortable. If, yeah, he got he got too comfortable. Yeah, it's like Trunga said. Like it's you know like when you've never had anything and you get to the point where you have everything. Like literally, you can afford anything in the world. It's two like one of two things can happen. It's either you get comfortable with what you have and stop working hard, or you know you keep the passion of it and trying to become the best at what you do and you keep working hard. Yeah, yeah. So I guess a lot of them do a lot of. Ben Arthur, all these guys that we've seen come mm. and fail miserably. <laughs> you remember Pato, bro? Yeah. Bro, and Anderson of remember Anderson of United. That yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, bro. Bro, you know he got overweight. Yeah. In one of the last seasons, bro, he had oh my god, his belly. Yo, 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 yo. I think all Brazilians, dog, they just all just start chowing money, bro. Yeah. They, they just don't care, bro. Like I don't know what up. it is. <laughs> all they of them. Oscar left in his prime for money. Bro, play in China. Yep. Come to think of it, I've never seen a disciplined Brazilian. Maybe. Yeah, because even Ronaldinho, bro. Yeah, no man. ways, bro. All of them. Roberto Carlos, all of them. All of them. I mean, I don't know much about him, but I'd say probably Kafu, maybe. Yeah, he may have been the only one. But I mean, like, in terms of, you know, those one, like those who were tipped to be the best of yeah. the generation. Yeah. None of them were disciplined. None. Yep. Like, none. none yep. All love to have fun, parties. Chill. Yeah, it's crazy. You see, 
I get I get so I mean not angry but like you see with Neymar bro this guy had all the talent of the world his excuse was I left Barcelona because I, I didn't want to be in Messi's shadow so you left Barca to go into Mbappe's shadow now in in PSG does that even make sense yeah I, I, I don't mean, doesn't care. I just was so party and worry about passion. Yeah, it's crazy, but um, big one this weekend, Liverpool Arsenal. Arsenal. This, this is like a, a fixture that that's been very nice to us in recent years. I don't remember last time we lost to these guys at Anfield. Probably when Van Persie was there. Yeah, that this is like. It has been, but you know, sometimes you know, it's in somewhere, bro. And I yeah, it's yeah. gotta end. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta end at some point, bro. Yeah, there's going to come a day. We are a little bit shaky right now, bro. Yeah, yeah. Right now. That if there's ever time for 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 Arsenal to get something out of that fixture, it's now. Like, yeah, literally, yes, Charles. Yeah. Wait, yeah. you guys are both Liverpool fans, right? Yeah. Would you agree with me that Van Dijk isn't the same lately? Because I've been watching Liverpool games and I don't see like the same. Maybe last game against West Ham, he made like you know some crazy one v one tackles and actually saved the score score line there mm-hmm. from getting bad. But no, I, I don't see I like he's, he's not playing at that level. He's not yeah, at that. Yeah. Level. That he was at, but I don't know if it's psychological or what. Because someone actually asked him about it when he was away at Netherlands. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he said no, like he's fine. Because someone asked him, like, because it feels like he's not pushing hundred percent, and it's mm-hmm. just I, think, I don't know. I think it's just maybe from being out for so long. You know, it takes time to build yeah. up level again. But I mean, I think it's there for everyone to see. He's not. You can see by our defense that he's not at that 100%. top tier level that he used to yeah. be. Yeah. Not at the top. He's not at that elite. Elite. Yeah. Level, you can call it that. It's probably just at a world class level, professional level. But as, like, not, as, as long as, as he's better than Maguire, then you should be happy. Yeah. Yeah. He's not bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, I I saw. Um, someone uh, say I can't remember who it was it was one of these like, legend defenders of the Premier League I can't remember if it was like Ledley King I, I don't even know I don't even lie but they basically said usually when you when a defender for example as a centre back when you come back from like a long term injury sometimes like all it takes is that one solid tackle to be like oh yeah. look I, I, I'm actually fine look, there's, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong and I think like yeah. In that game against West Ham, when he, he tackled, I think it was Jared Bowen or Van Rama in the like I don't know if you guys remember that throwing up. Uh, it was like basically four the guy was gone, about to shoot. I was it four nails? Yeah, four nails. Four nails. Yeah, he was. Four and he basically yeah. wiped him out. And I was like sitting there, and I was like, please God, let this be that tackle that that, that wakes this man yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was because <laughs> like we've said like, like building up, like coming up into the season, like we knew. Virgil's not going to be the same at least for six months. Yeah, like, it takes a long bad. time to get back to your best. If you do get back to your best, that is. And mm. I think he will get back to his best. I think his his mental fortitude will allow him to get back to his elite. I just think at the moment that like, the team is not doing well enough to actually even allow him to get back. Defensively, that is. 
Mm. Just a yeah, random if... question thrown in there. Who do you think right now is like the number one CB? At Liverpool. Like the best. No, no, like in the world right now, in all, nope. in all the leagues. I would say like it's like the leading force. Ooh. That's good tough. You know, I don't feel like there's anyone who stood out. Yeah. yeah. True, true. true. For me. True. I also can't think of anyone. From Chelsea, but it's like, even them, it's like, uh, like, you know, I don't know, I'm looking at City, no one really stood yeah. out this season. Yep. I mean, if, if, if you ask who's number one, I wouldn't be able to answer. But if you ask who I'll still take, I'll probably still take Virgil ahead of anyone else, even in the state that he is right now. Yeah. Because I, I, don't, I don't know, I can't think of anyone who's performed at level where, like, you know, like what Salah has been doing, we've all been saying, whoa, this man is actually the best right now. Mm-hmm. But there's no being a center back where we're like, wow, this man has been the best right now. I think they all, all of them are just playing at the same sort of level at the moment. Yeah. yeah. They're all very good. And it's like none of them are consistent to that level where Van Dyke was consistent week in, week out at one point. You know? Yeah. yeah. No one is really bossing it like that. Yeah, I think so. Do you think with that, do you with think that, um, Arsenal is enough to hurt us? Um... Well, you know, it's, it's our teta, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, it seems to be Smith Rowe, who, like, everyone's been raving about him, but for me, I'm still like, he's I'm got still, something special, but like, is it wow, wow? Nah, I'm still lukewarm nah. about. Him. Yeah, I'm also still lukewarm about him. Like, yeah, I see yeah. something, but I don't see something at the elite level. Him mm, like throwing a big team, but you never know. But I just, I'm, I'm not afraid of him. Let's put it that way. Yeah, now it's Arsenal fans being Arsenal fans. Look, the kid is has been doing well. Like I watched their games in recent. Like I watched the, the Palace game, the Feller game, and the Leicester game, and yeah. he's good. Even the Tottenham game where he killed Tottenham, like he's a good player. Like he's a good prospect, but he's not like. Uh, let me think. He's not like people are making him sound like he's like Foden good. He's that not Foden. Mm, yeah, and you he's know not Greenwood is, good. His strength is like just his his marauding runs, just that late. Yeah, run. exactly. Yeah, just being there like that's easy to cut out. Henderson will stop that all day long. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like Foden will destroy you literally. Yeah, if you look at what happens in the box against a big team, you're not gonna get that. Yeah. Because I mean, there's much, there are much scarier youngsters like Fear Greenwood. Like, literally, when he's 1v1 yeah. with any yeah. fullback, you don't know where he's going to go to shoot that. Exactly. That's what scares yeah. me about that kid. Like, he can literally go to his right or to his left, and he will. And I think for me, in the league, and you guys might debate this, I think, except for Harry Kane, I don't think there's a better shooter than Mason Greenwood in the league. Mason like, Greenwood, yeah, he's definitely one if of he's the in the box, he's going to destroy. Son. Oh, yeah, maybe Son as well. Yeah, because Son is also can easily shot with left and right as well. You but if you can, and, and the funny thing is, we're comparing him to world class footballers. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, scary. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah, is that if he can just work on his. Uh, off the ball, if he can just work on that and improve that, and his mm. like his his sh- not sharpness, but like just his game maturity, because like he's been watching United games. He's actually, bro. 
Like mm-hmm. this season, it's been very greedy, Greenwood. Very yeah, greedy. against the, the game against Everton, he could have forced Ronaldo and didn't pass. Like, against Villa as well. Yeah, I was like, just kid, relax, pass the ball when you need to. But yeah, just with with Emil Smith Rowe, like, he's a good player. Uh, Saka as well. I mean, you guys might disagree with me. I've I've been I've watched Saka, and I've never felt like wow, like like you know like how Arsenal yeah. fans. I've just been like he's a good player, but I've never been like it's the same. You know, it's good. the same like when, um, when Maitland Niles came through. It was yeah. the same. Yeah. Out. It was all wow, wow, wow. Maitland Niles, Maitland Niles, Niles. Oh, the same now. with uh, Martinelli. Well. Yeah, and Martinelli, you're right. Yeah, yeah, right. they always get hyped guys, and, and they Even, never love yeah. the hype. Then, and what's the other guy who went to Newcastle? Uh, Joe Willock. Oh, Joe Willock. Thing, bro. Like Arsenal fans always Luck. do this with the youngsters. Newcastle, funny enough. <laughs> it's always Arsenal. Awesome. <laughs> 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 Couple things over there. <laughs> I think it's going to be maybe an easy walk in the park for Liverpool. Yeah, I'm not saying in terms get, of all line. I'm saying in terms of maybe the performance. I think it's going to yeah. be interesting. Arteta comes. It's all up to Arteta. What's going to happen? Yeah. Everyone knows what we're going to do. Yeah, if it's going to do it the easy way or the hard way. Because hey, United open and then press Liverpool. Hey, GGs. Yeah. Do you know what the, the, the funny thing about uh played them so many times and of course Otra beat us once and well the community shell doesn't count. He beat us which doesn't really count because the league was already wrapped and we weren't just up to speed anymore, we were done mentally. But like you look at the last season, for example, said I don't like it's basically saying it doesn't know how to play against this team because if you press them Van Dyke it's a long ball over you. If you step back, they just come at you and they, and when they press us, like our midfield cannot end. And they had like Thomas Partier and everyone in that midfield. He played, I think, El Nani and Partier and they couldn't do anything. And at this you know point I'm my... just thinking, bro, like just sit back and count them. You know, one thing I'll give us, no, I'll give our Tete is that he's fixed up that defense, though, bro. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Defensively, Arsenal look a lot like they've never been that defensively solid in a long time. Yeah. Like, defensively, yeah. are solid, and I think they are capable of repelling teams, holding teams. But to be fair, they, they also fair, haven't they had, also had a, proper a proper challenge, challenge. since. Mm-hmm. That like bad patch like there. Mm. But yeah, I mean, so this will be the good open. taste, yeah. They haven't been open, but yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, that's, that's true. To what level are they good? But well, yeah, they have been soft. Actually. Oh, yeah. Palace, Palace oh, had, Palace, Palace had, opened them, dissected had. them countless times. They should have eaten. It also depends but, on like which Salah is going to turn up, which Mane is going to turn up. Yeah. Now, Jota. Without Firmino, so I think this game is better with uh, this game is good. Without yeah. Firmino, I think this game needs just needs ruthless forwards, and that's what all three of them are. Like, obviously, if you're speaking tactically and stuff, Firmino does fit the ball better because he keeps the team ticking and everything. I think this game, this game has always been a high-scoring game, and yeah, based on. 
past performances or past results and stuff, I think this game is good for someone. And Jota has a good record against Sodas Firmino, actually. Firmino has a brilliant record. But yeah, Jota also does have a good record. I think he's like 3-3 three three against Arsenal. So hopefully he can keep that up. And Salah loves playing against big teams. Like we've seen his record against big teams. So and I think this might actually be the same midfield like that will do guy do you guys best is Fabinho, Henderson, and Keita maybe. That might yeah, actually Keita's be injured. Out. Is he's he still out. injured? Yeah, he's yeah, he, out after that Pogba <laughs> challenge. Although I'm not even sure because Henderson hasn't been training with the team. He's been training alone. Yeah. I think it's probably a bit Thiago. Yeah, Fabinho. Then I'm not sure the other slot. Ox. Maybe Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Yeah, definitely going to be Ox. Because I mean, what else do we have? Yeah, because injured. Yeah. And who else do we have in midfield, bro? No, Jones. James. James Milner. Milner's out. Milner's out. Jones is out for a few weeks as well. Yeah. That's the only. Bro, I think Anderson might be on the bench. Yeah, he has, like, I think they're going to have him on the bench, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, there was worries that Mane was out, okay. but Mane has been training with the team. So, I guess that's that's a good... That's if, a good... if that's the case, then I think Arsenal, if they win the midfield battle, I think they have a good chance then. Mm. Which, which they could easily, depending on Ox and Thiago, how they come through. Yep. Uh, which they could. That midfield, that midfield definitely didn't work against West Ham. So nope. Yeah. We need, uh, we need midfield, bro. One thing, but like you know, I've been watching Jota. I still can't understand what, what he does best. And yeah, yeah. Like yeah. what is like what is this guy? What what does? <laughs> I first thought he was a winger when we signed him. He was a winger. That's what I thought. And I thought, okay, this guy's going to play on the wings. But now he's playing through the middle. And I can't, like, quite put my finger to it, bro. But, I mean, he's scoring goals. So, I'm not yeah. really winning. But it's like, what but does you know the thing? Do you know what I realized about Jota, right? That, uh, mm. I told Michael this. That Jota is a shit false nine. Like, he's, he's a bad, bad false nine. Because... First things first, that to be a good false nine, you have to be extremely good in tight spaces, which is what Fernando is known for. Like he's extremely good in tight spaces, and he's a good pass of the ball. Chota is a bad pass of the ball. Like I mean, he's like he's what Salah used to be a few seasons ago in terms of passing the ball. Basically, a winger. Wingers aren't good in tight spaces. Yeah, yeah. Like in tight spaces, they're not good. They want to be out wide where they can. But one thing he has, which I think bails him out a lot is basically that you know that ability of being at the good shifting place the ball at to the right, right time yeah like he's always able to like he's always there when this like when he's you see danger jota's there he's got that like thomas muller vibe right just, yeah basically that the dude just scores goals the whole time exactly bro. and he's a good he's a brilliant finisher like if you look at his yeah. not the amount of goals he scores but just look at the his shot conversion he's a very good finisher so, yeah, man. Plus, I'm I'm glad we have him. Uh, since Firmino is out, I mean, I I can't see us going there with Origi. Honestly, like I'm 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 done with that man. I've been done since two seasons ago with that man. Yeah. Now Origi's based off the bench, dog. If you're losing, yeah. Eight minutes, and you know he's gonna find a goal. 
Bro, that's why we must get someone like Ivan Tony, an upgraded version of Origi. <laughs> the thing so you I like, was actually I... speaking to one of my friends when, you know, since Jenny left. Yeah. And I was like maybe the right guy, the first guy that popped to my mind that could fill in that role. I don't know if you'll agree as Liverpool fans, but I think he's going to suit your style with Sabitzer, Marcel Sabitzer. Oh, I've said it before actually also. Before I you know. join Bayern, I said it. I, yeah. He's like, I felt he's like, like Anderson. Maybe, would have, yeah, he would have suited you guys better because yeah. he can play as a 10, can play as an 8, can even play as a yeah. 6. And he can play as a so, 6 as well. He can play anywhere in midfield. Yep. Uh, I mean, he's a, and he's, he can shoot from four. Like he's very good at long shots. And he's fit, bro. So there's no way of him like not gonna press or not being. Yeah. He's also technically very good. Yeah. He can have. He can score long screamers as well. So yeah. Ooh, I think we should go. We should go. No, go on. Now I'm saying, bye. Munich could even give us Leon Koretska, bro. <laughs> they'll never. <laughs> they'll never, bro. <laughs> bro, they'll never, bro. I wish we had Kimmich, bro. I no no no. Leave that man where he is. He's good there. <laughs> leave him. <laughs> you know how much I love Kimmich. Leave him there. Bro, bro. I wish we had Kimmich, bro. I I'll literally give our arm to have Kimmich. <laughs> bro, I'd give I'd give Pogba, McTominay, and Fred for Kimmich, bro. I'd have hey, him now. He's that good, bro. He's an amazing footballer and like your steroids, bro. Yeah, like that man is insane, bro. Like when Thiago left, I was like, oh, this guy's gonna survive without Thiago. And he just took that role and just made it his own. And yeah, yeah he's an amazing bowler, bro. Like, and but I, think I think one guy you guys need to be watching, and especially as United fans, in January, watch out the space for Kessie. Yeah. Because his contract is ending. Player. He's only got like, what, six months or something left on his contract. Yeah. So, Either you jump on that bandwagon. Like 20-30 mil or you wait till next year and then you get him for free. Yeah. Like I've been watching a few midfielders that Liverpool should get and uh like Kessie, I don't know if you know Brozovic or Brozovic, yeah, I know him from Inter. Yeah. Uh, something a bit different was Nicolo Barella Barella, and uh, Yves Bissouma. And I don't know if you know the a kid from Monaco, he plays for France. Chamini, Chamini already. Yeah. Uh, and maybe uh, Zakaria also. I don't know if you guys know him, but Zakaria, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's actually being linked to to Roma right now in January. For real, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mourinho wants him. Yeah, but we need a midfield. All in all, Liverpool needs a midfield. That James Milner's, um, Twenga knows what I've said. What I think of James Milner at this point, and. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's posted. He's clearly posted. You guys need to. He's clearly but physically he's posted. Like a horse, but you can't do that over 30, a 38 game period. Yeah. He can't. It's, it's done. So yeah, but next thing upcoming, James predictions. You know, nothing too fancy. You know, we do this just a score and yeah, we conclude. Uh, first one up, list. Uh, Twenga, let me start with you, bro. Mm, Leicester, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one, man. I want Leicester to win, but I think realistically, I think it'll be a close game, but a 2-1, 2-1 win for Chelsea. Maybe a late oh. dramatic with them. Alright, and a kill. I'm going to go 1-0 Chelsea. Ooh. I'm going to go... 
one one. So uh, it's it's very likely it's going to be one nil, one one or two one. Yeah. That's the score. I'm going to go one one draw. I think Leicester will show up on that. Huh? I saying, saying it's very likely it's going to go one nil, one one or two one. That's like everything. <laughs> <laughs> like Man, that's out. literally the game right now literally <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. been Chelsea's results uh, yep <laughs> next one we're going to Vicarage Road uh, Watford against United a kill inshallah what, Watford wins final inshallah <laughs> so, you know, what's wrong with, this, with, with all these United fans wanting their team to lose <laughs> I just want this man out, bruh. Please, whatever it takes, please get him out. No, I think Watford is... Watford should be an easy win for Oli. I think Even so a man yeah. should be able to get a, a 2-0 win over there. Because, I mean, Ronaldo's going to score. And then, yeah, the game will be done. I think it's I think it's going to be 2 I'm going to go 2-1 on this. 2-1 United. Yeah. Oh, you concede, yeah. Let me go 3-1. Three one, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. I must actually. I keep a clean sheet, so I'm gonna go three one United also. I think Ronaldo probably get a brace in that game, and so to go for Whiteford. Yeah. Uh, next one, eighty eight, Man City, Everton. Uh, Twenga, uh, you can go first, bro. Nah, this one I'm going two 0 to City. Okay. Uh, four one City. Uh, I'm gonna go three 0 City. I don't see everything getting anything. I don't think. Um, upcoming one Tottenham Leeds at White Hart Lane. Whatever that's taking is called actually. Uh, let me see. A kill. Which one? Tottenham Leeds. Let's go for what? Two one Tottenham. Mm, okay. Uh, Twins. I'm going. One no leads. Yo, I'm gonna go. Controversial. I'm gonna go, uh, I think I think Tottenham are just struggling for goals, man. But yeah, that's why I'm giving it one no to Leeds. Mm. The big one, Liverpool or Arsenal at Anfield. Twenga. Yes, it's tough. Your prediction. This one is very tough to call, bro. But I'm going to go. I'll go for a safe 3-1 to Liverpool. Uh, okay. Akil? 2-0 Liverpool. 2-0 Liverpool. I'm going to go. I think we're going to concede, man. I, just, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm just scored from that West Ham game. Scoring from whom, bruh? Who is going to score? Aubameyang? <laughs> <laughs> let me go. Actually, let me, you know what? Let me have my defense. I'm going to go 3-0 Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, 3-0 Liverpool. <laughs> oh, I'll take that. Don't don't be surprised if it's gonna be one-one. Don't be surprised. Yeah, nah. anything like anything could happening in that game. Yeah, hundred percent. Three. Nah, but, nah, not, nothing is gonna happen crazy like Arsenal winning four-one, five-five-nil or something. Nah, nah not that. Not, yeah, not that. <laughs> that shit is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is not happening. But yeah, I'm gonna go three 0 Liverpool. So yeah, that's yeah. been the banter show, ladies and gents. Uh, quite possibly, uh, 
it's not the last one, but it's, it's not going to be, you know, it's going to be one of those where Chenga is not going to be around for a while until he's sorted and moved and settled down in Gauteng. So, yeah, bro, anything you want to say for your goodbyes until next time? Hey, man, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure doing this show. It's been a fun experience. Um, hopefully the waters will be a lot calmer. <laughs> now, there'll be some peace, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's not goodbye. It's just uh, until we meet again, you know. Until, yeah. Yeah. Just for now, until you no, know, until next time. Yeah. <laughs> but Akil, thanks Akil, for thanks. coming through, bro. Uh, ah, it's been a pleasure, bro. It's been, been a pleasure to have you. Yeah. I'm glad and I'm glad anyway that's been the banter show check us out on Spotify Anchor and I know I've been saying we're gonna be on YouTube which we will definitely be hopefully with Twenga as well but yeah it is what it is we'll see you soon and enjoy the football coming and I know everyone's been awful with this shitty international break yeah so peace and and load shedding as well and load shading as well. <laughs> so peace. <laughs> Enjoy. Cheers, man. Cheers, bro.